Hi, I'm Brenna Ardron, and you're listening to For Your Healing Pleasure. This life can be rocky, which makes healing a big part of it. I started this podcast as a space to explore all that promotes healing. Through the voices of guests, healers, and thought leaders, I hope you gain bits of inspiration for your own healing journey. I believe together we can heal. So without further ado, for your healing pleasure. Hello, everyone. My name is Brenna, and this is the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. Welcome. Here we talk about um, all things spirituality, and um, yeah, I'm really excited for you to join me um, on today's episode. Um, So today I decided that I wanted to talk a little bit more about energy healing. Um, It is what I do in session with people, um, just in general, but especially in the breathwork sessions that I do with people. And I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about my perspective on um, what I feel energy healing is and then also um, what... I do in an energy healing session and um, what I think contributes to energy healing. Um, And then we'll also talk a little bit about some tips I have for um, doing your own energetic healing. So to start off, um, energy healing, in my opinion, is a form of vibrational healing um, of the energetic body, the auric field, um, just generally um, bringing an individual's energy back to its most healed vibrational state. Um, And oftentimes that is, in my opinion, the original state of your energetic body, your auric field, your chakras before any sort of big or little T trauma affected the way that um, those areas of the body function. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about um, just how we can subtly see, um, I guess, healed energy um, in the world. Um, I think this almost could be a, um, a subtle form of energy healing in and of itself. But um, if you've ever had an experience with um, an individual, it could be a trusted friend or a doctor or um, someone in the service industry, like a server or a grocery clerk, that when you met them or interacted with them, you felt like you were immediately brought into a more easeful place because of the energy that they brought to this space. Um, that to me is a form of energy healing or someone embodying um, their own healed energy and sharing it with this space. Um, that's more subtle and maybe not as deliberate, but I think that in a lot of ways, at least for me, it shows that um, we each have access to energy healing and we have access to um, to that part of ourselves. Um, and then I know that I certainly have felt um, my own energy 
dip into a less healed, more triggered, more easily triggered space. And I feel like that's also a way of kind of seeing where an energetic body could potentially be at. Um, now, when talking about someone being an energy healer, um, I I feel like sometimes there's a misconception that to be a healer in general, you have to be a perfect being or a perfect vessel of some kind. Um, and that's definitely not the case, but I would say that I've recently um, come to terms with the fact that there is a certain level of healing that you have to sign on for yourself um, to keep your vibrational set point at a certain level so that you are able to facilitate sessions in the best way possible. You're able to hold space for healing to happen. And in order to do that, you really have to prioritize not only your own healing, but staying, um, I, I wouldn't even say in a high vibrational state, but you just have to prioritize um, clearing of your energy. That may be a better way of phrasing it um, in your daily life because things will happen to anyone, energy healers and healers included, that are triggering. But to um, be protective of your physical body, your energy body, um, there are practices that are really important or going to healing sessions yourself to actually um, make sure that you're staying in a place where you can actually hold space for healing of others. Um, so to get a little bit more into what energy healing is and um, where energy healers focus in session, this is just from my perspective as well as from trainings that I've experienced from some of my teachers. Um, most of the time when you're in an energy healing session, um, the healer is going to be focusing on where your, um, what the state is of the seven main chakras within your body. Um, and this may differ based on practitioner. Um, there are seven main chakras, um, but there are more than seven chakras. Um, and, um, some people even feel that like all of the, um, I'm not an acupuncturist, but all of the like um, acupuncture like points in Chinese me medicine are little chakras. Um, so these are just kind of a base level point of kind of where to see um, or how to see how the energetic body is functioning. Um and I'm by no means a chakra expert, but the seven main chakras, and some of you may have heard of them, are the root chakra, the sacral chakra, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakra. Um, and these chakras are energetic centers within the body. Um, and the way that they are functioning, can inform the way that the energetic body is functioning and um, that then can inform how the physical body functions. 
So when chakras are in um, their best state of functioning, they're open and they're in balance. And when they are not in their best state of functioning, they may be closed or blocked or out of balance um, or low in charge. So, um, and each of the chakras um, kind of corresponds with or is the home to different themes um, or certain energies. Um, and so trauma can affect the way that each of these chakras are functioning. Um, and that's big T or little T. So it could be a little trigger, a big trigger. To give sort of an example, um, the root chakra is the home of um, security, um, feeling safe in your own body, in your physical space. Um, and so, I mean, feeling safe in finances or access to finances. So someone could um, feel there could be an effect that happens that gets held in the root chakra um, or trapped in the root chakra if um, your home gets broken into or um, maybe like someone keys your car. Um, that could be something that would um, cause effects in the root chakra. And each aspect of the chakra system has different themes that correspond to each of the chakras. Um, and so depending on what is going on with you, you could feel effects in those chakras. Um, and I kind of imagine, um, the way that trauma or triggers can interact with um, the functioning of your chakras um, as almost like a cog being thrown into a wheel um, and that cog affecting either the direction that the wheel is spinning or if, if the wheel, wheel remains spinning at all, um, it can really throw off the state of the spinning of that wheel or the spinning of the chakra. Um, energy healers also will work on layers of the auric field. So physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And this is a really interesting aspect of energy healing. So um, once you you clear things through the chakra system. Sometimes um, they can actually get trapped in your physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual layer. Um, or, um, you know, if you're doing clearing practices through the chakras already, um, you could still have things that are generally remaining in your auric field. So for example, um, in the mental layer, you could have limiting beliefs or limiting thoughts that have been cleared from your third eye or your crown space or your solar plexus 
but are still remaining in that mental layer of the body and informing the way that you're showing up in life or acting in the world. Um, and, um, so during an energy healing session, um, an energy healer will be kind of assessing, um, whatever intention you're coming to the healing session with and either what they're hearing from you from, um, your intake form or what you communicate to them about what you're experiencing, um, and where that may be landing in the body just from speaking to you. Um, or, and then once you're actually in session, um, using tools like a pendulum or even just evaluating movement within the body to see what is happening within your chakras and what's happening within your auric field, and then working on clearing those spaces. Um, it's interesting. Sometimes um, in session, I'll see that like um, really as a healer, you're encouraging movement or you're encouraging um, clearing of a blockage. Um, it almost can feel like <laughs> if you're doing a workout where um, you're moving a different muscle than you're used to moving, so um, you're um, maybe, I mean, you're, you know, with a trainer, like when I was working at a restaurant, I realized that there were muscles that were in my body that I wasn't used to working in the way that I was working them, you know, <laughs> lowering plates onto tables or like moving like glass racks over my head and like um kind of doing these movements that I wasn't used to doing and so you're strengthening the body in a different way um sometimes it can feel like that in session with people you feel as the healer urges for the client to um move their move through an emotion that they're maybe not used to moving through or um, working a channel, like specifically moving things through the throat um, is something that a lot of people aren't used to doing, actually expressing how they're feeling or moving an emotion up all the way through the throat. So um, it's not like the muscles atrophied necessarily, but you're, um, you're working on a new muscle in this um, safe and protective space to actually clear and move through and um, exercise those energetic muscles that maybe um, you haven't been working with for a while or kind of have gone, um, like if these chakras have gone closed, um, you you're, yeah, I guess like reworking a muscle that maybe is atrophied or, um, is, is not, has weakened a bit, um, through lack of use. Um, one of the things that I want to illuminate in this conversation, and I think has been beautiful in the work that I've done in this space is that, um, 
we aren't broken in any way. Um, and healing is really just shedding away the layers of, of programming or triggers or trauma to illuminate the original healed or the original state of being heal back to their original state of being. Um, and so, um, you don't have to feel like, oh, well, if I'm experiencing, um, that I feel, you know, chronically less safe or, um, blocks in creativity or in confidence that there's something that's broken about me. It's just figuring out what, um, is, what the shade is, um, or, um, what is kind of clogging um, the chakra currently and doing the work to clear um, and clean that away. So um, one of the things that my teacher says all the time, and I definitely feel is true, um, my teacher, Milana Snow, is that we all have the capacity to heal ourselves. And that is true at a baseline. Um, I feel like even in sessions with people, um, you're not going to hear or experience healing that you don't have access to yourself. Um, you're the one that's really doing heavy lifting in any sort of healing session, even if it doesn't necessarily feel that way. Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the practices that I have found really helpful to, um, to heal. Um, and an another reference point for this, um, I need to remember to, uh, keep doing this with other guests, but, um, the previous episodes with guests at the end, they, I had them share some of their self-care practices. Um, Tina talked about, um, using her sauna, um, Vonte talked about, and, um, Dichelle actually talked about the benefit of water, um, and being near water and all of those, um, practices that you may already have in your own life of self-care. And I'm not talking about like Instagram self-care of, um, having a glass of wine or, um, smoking a joint at the end of the day, although I, there's no judgment towards that. But when you're healing or clearing energy, um, oftentimes it's about bringing more consciousness to what is happening in the energetic body, what you're experiencing in those spaces, and um, doing the work to clear things away. Um, and so um, this can be done subtly. Um, some of the more, um, I guess, simple or, um, easeful <laughs> practices that, um, I have done in the past. Um, so there's something called flower remedies. I want to bring someone on that actually, um, makes flower remedies at some point because I'm so obsessed with them, but, um, they're a form of vibrational medicine, um, I'll link some podcast episodes um, below it for anyone that wants to learn more. But basically, 
Um, you can take them in a form of a tincture. There are um, lots of different people that um, make flower remedies. Some will make them in like um, sprays that you can spray in your room if tinctures don't really work for you or are less accessible. Um, the most important thing with flower remedies is that you're taking or using them on a consistent basis. And the reason for that is that um, to raise your vibrational state to whatever vibration of the healing flower remedy, um, you have to have it in your space um, regularly for a certain period of time. Um, these can be really good for um, clearing patterns or um, if you're feeling like you're in um, a vibrational state that's really hard to shake, flower remedies um, I've found to be really beneficial um, to kind of uncovering next steps if you're feeling really stuck. And um, they also can be uh quite affordable for doing this as well. Um, journaling is basically free and um, an amazing way of clearing any sort of stuck energy in the body um, and healing your own energy. Um, I've had amazing breakthroughs through journaling and we're fortunate enough that um, you can find lots of journal prompts on basically every single subject um, just at your fingertips. Uh, I would say, um, if you're looking to, um, supercharge your, charge your journaling a bit, um, this is something that I, I may share, um, more broadly, but I did recently and was really powerful for me, um, doing, so, um, kind of taking inventory of what your challenges are currently, what you have big questions on, what's keeping you up at night, what um, big fears you have, what you're feeling really stuck on, taking inventory on all of those um, subjects and basically distilling those down into questions. Um, like if you were going to, let's say, you were meeting with someone that had all the answers about what was going on with you. What questions would you ask that person? Um, so coming up with those questions and then um, taking three to five minutes per question and doing an automatic writing practice where you just write um, based on the question. Um, and if you pen to paper, writing for the full three to five minutes, um, not stopping. If you don't know what to write, literally writing, I don't know, or repeating the previous sentence until something new comes through. And that can be really helpful of distilling down to um, what your own internal wisdom is, because oftentimes we know more than we um, believe or allow ourselves to think that we know. Um, but yes, journaling can be super helpful just in general. Um, and also, um, the other thing that I, I wrote down about journaling is that 
um, it's a really great way to clear the mental layer if you're having a lot of gunk that is um, in your mental layer about limiting beliefs or um, just generally feeling overwhelmed by the thoughts that are flowing through your head. It's a really great practice to kind of clear things out in the morning or at night if you're experiencing a lot of that. Um, breath work obviously is another practice that I'm impartial to. Um, and I feel like it, one of its major intentions is to clear stuck energy, um, within the body. That's why I like to use it, um, in conjunction with energy healing, um, in my sessions, but just doing breath work in and of itself is a great clearing practice to do. Um, and then for me, hot baths and showers can be really helpful. Um, <laughs> there's this practice that definitely will feel a little bit woo-woo, but, um, I mean, you're here, so you're probably okay with that. Um, one of the books that I read, um, on the Akashic Records, um, Lois Wetzel is the author, and she re recommends um, doing apple cider vinegar baths. Um, I've done them a few times. If you're sensitive to like the vinegar smell, it's probably not for you. But um, basically, she recommended um, two to three cups of vinegar in a hot bath, um, staying in the bath for about 30 minutes. Um, and then allowing the water to drain and then showering off after the bath and um, running your hands over your crown space. So like directly over your head and rinsing them into the water, like rinsing your hands in the water. Um, and I feel like that's another way of kind of clearing the auric field Um People also swear by like salt scrubs for that sort of thing. Um, and then I like talking things out loud. Um, so in the car um, is sometimes easiest because you're guaranteed to be alone in that space. Um, but generally talking things out loud, um, this can be especially helpful um, depending on what's happening with your human design chart. Um, I have a direct channel to my throat space. Um, so I have an aspect of self-projection in my chart, um, or so I've been told. Um, if you're a self-projected projector, um, this also can be helpful of kind of speaking things out to yourself and, 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 um, you may be surprised of what comes out or um, the clarity that comes forward from that. And then um, another thing that can be really clearing is, um, and I've, ex or at least in my opinion, is any sort of neuroplasticity work. Um, you guys know that I'm also impartial to Lacey Phillips' work. Um, I'm by no means sponsored by her. <laughs> like um a joke to even say that I wish but um yeah I just have found it really helpful but 
neuroplasticity work, um, anything that works with reprogramming triggers, um, I've found to be really helpful um, of kind of clearing space within your energy in your body. Um, And I also want to um, extend that while all of these things can be dealt with um, yourself um, and we have a lot more agency than sometimes this world, I think, um, allows us to believe that we do. Um, I think that in today's day and age um, where we're so consumed by um, products being the solution to the problems within us, um, I I do want to emphasize the agency that each of us have um, in being able to um, take our own healing on. But I also want to say that it can be extremely helpful to work with someone else, especially if you're dealing with something that's really heavy or something that you feel really stuck or confused in. And I certainly have consulted a lot of different healers on my path to get me unstuck um, or to help me get to a better place when things have felt really heavy. And um, so if you are feeling in need of that support, that's why people like me are here or some of the people that I bring on this podcast um, to kind of help you in that. Um, And I think that it can be really nice sometimes to um, have a mirror or a sounding board in this work to really quickly um, get you back to a place of alignment or to reflect to you kind of um, kind of where you're at. Yeah, so I think that um, it can be really nice to have a healer as a sounding board or a mirror to really reflect where you're at um, and to get you back into a place of clarity and alignment. Um, and to assist you in clearing through things um, by actually seeing you and holding space for you in that. Um, and so I hope that that was helpful and kind of um, giving you a very high level <laughs> um, crash course and energy healing and some of the things that um, what energy healing can help with and provide. Um, and yeah, um, if you have any questions, um, please feel free to DM me. I'd love to discuss more. Um, and the link, if you'd like to book a session with me will be in the show notes as well. And I will see you all next week. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the For Your Healing Pleasure podcast. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms as well as watch the video on YouTube. To keep up with this podcast, please subscribe. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review. I really appreciate it. 
To keep up with Spiritum Meditation and this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Spiritum Meditation. If you would like to book a session with me, you can do so at SpiritumMeditation.com.